0: Dylan, we have arrived. Episode 47. Uh, A lot of big news this week. Not much last week. Um, Why don't you go ahead. No, no time wasted. Get into the intro of this episode. Let's get it because we got a lot to talk about. Um, All right.
1: right. Go right ahead. Welcome to episode number 47, guys. Uh, Just less than a day away as we sit here at about 715 on Tuesday night from the new league year beginning uh, at four o'clock tomorrow. Uh, but the free agency tampering window did open up at Mon- Monday, yesterday at noon. So we've had a lot of free agents signing. Um, so we'll be talking about some of those. Uh, some we will go back to last week as guys like Aaron Jones and Shaq Barrett have resigned with their teams. And we'll talk about a few uh, new faces in new places. And then we will talk about the other big news of the week. Drew Brees um, did call it a career after 20 seasons. We'll talk about his legacy and how we think he is going to make the Pro Football Hall of Fame one day. I believe he's going to be a first ballot. And then we'll close out the episode with top five edge rushers going into the 2021 draft class. But like you said, let's get right into it. Uh, Let's talk about Drew Brees here. As he did announce um, via his kids, um, kids put out a message on Instagram saying that he is going to retire. And uh, that's that's how it's going to go. So what a career for number nine, 20 seasons. Fifteen in New Orleans and five uh with the San Diego Chargers, the team that originally did draft him out of Purdue.
0: I um I was watching the uh NFL put out like I think it might have been top fifty or top hundred plays of Drew Bree's career. And I spent some time watching it uh this you know, this past week, um after it was announced they released it. And to see him in that Chargers uniform, there were very few plays on the top fifty, obviously in that uniform, but it just felt weird, you know. A lot of times you can forget that he spent a lot of time, you know, uh in San Diego the first five seasons, mm-hmm. half a decade. I mean a lot longer in New Orleans, no doubt. And he made New Orleans. That's the thing about Drew Brees' legacy. Yep. yep. Um as we talk about Drew Brees, you know. Um, I mean I know you have a lot uh listed here in terms of stats and accomplishments and but even more than just numbers, I, I think his biggest impact is, is, is like I always think of the Russell Wilsons. He was that shorter quarterback. Mm-hmm. For one of the first or the, one of the earliest I can remember in my mind to really yeah. have a great legacy like this.
1: We don't have Russell Wilson and types like that if we don't have Drew Brees have the successful career that he did. Mm-hmm. Because as you mentioned, he made the shorter quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't see guys like Russell Wilson being around or they may be around, but they're not having the impact that they are right now. If it wasn't for breeze. I mean, it's just amazing what the guy did. Uh, first ballot hall of famer for sure. Got to be one of the top five quarterbacks all time when all said and done. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got 80,000 passing yards over his career, almost 600 touchdowns. He had only had 243 interceptions in his career. Mm -hmm. You do that quick math. He had doubled his touchdowns almost two and a half times. Mm-hmm. than to interceptions i mean still an amazing season only played 12 games last year after he had that uh what was that that those broken 9 11 broken ribs or whatever <laughs> he ended up having in that hit oh, that he took insane. against the 49ers yeah but he still comes back leads them to a playoff win against the bears uh, yeah, yeah granted the bears but it was a wild card win it was a playoff win to playoff win yep. 24 touchdowns six interceptions and almost threw for three thousand yards this season which is amazing Especially
0: because the amount of time you missed.
1: And he was playing with more than that because didn't he have something else wrong yeah. along with the um, 11 ribs. broken ribs or whatever it was? Didn't he have a it shoulder issue or a punctured lung? I mean.
0: It was insane. I mean, you go back to last season, the season before,
1: he had the broken thumb. Yep, yep. Um, Teddy Bridgewater went with... 6-0 and in his place. And, yeah. and that gave Teddy Bridgewater a huge contract in Carolina.
0: Yeah, a contract they now want to get out of. <laughs> yeah,
1: I wouldn't blame him. But, um. It just shows how much the New Orleans Saints really did appreciate, and even his teammates appreciated him. I mean, Michael Thomas played through a lot this season Mm -hmm. just to try to go get another chance for Drew Brees to win a ring. You look at all the accomplishments. You got the 80,000 passing yards. You got the almost 600 touchdowns, the or 5000 yard seasons, the 240-touchdown seasons. He hit 70% completions in a season five times. But yet the big thing for me, the one Super Bowl. Yeah. Yes, he went one for one, but they just never could build the teams around him to get him to the Super Bowl, you know, four, five, six, seven times like Brady has gone or yeah. Mahomes uh, will go. I and mean, we do have
0: to mention, I mean, the 20, you want to look at a span from like 2017 to 2019, you could argue 2020. The mm-hmm. Saints should have been in the Super Bowl. You think oh. about... The A blown call miracle. against the Rams, the yep, Minneapolis Yeah, The blown miracle. call against the Rams. There's there's so many times in the playoffs they just blew mm-hmm. it. Yeah, and their they team lost team was
1: they by lost to far... the Vikings in twenty that was the twenty twenty season in mm-hmm. the Dome. They lost on that uh overtime drive. Yeah. It's just they had so many chances and they just would come short. And my thing it is is that Drew Brees never had the defense that he really needed to go out and win. You look at the defense that he had in what was that, 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. when they ended up beating uh, Payton and the Colts was they had a guy like Tracy Porter in the secondary. And they had guys on that edge and those linebackers that could get the job done. Jonathan Vilma was still there. I believe. Yeah. They just had pieces that, you know, you don't need seven or eight pieces like the Bucks had to win a super bowl. You just need one or two impact players, especially if that offense is good enough. And obviously that offense is good enough. If Drew Brees is at the helm.
0: Yeah. And, I think I think it's a shame he only got one, like mm-hmm. you're saying. They really never built a team around him except these last couple years. Yeah. We had Kamara, and,
1: Michael Thomas. Yeah. Obviously, the addition of Taysom Hill, I think, was huge. I don't the, see him as a quarterback, which I'm going to get down to his contract yeah. extension that he signed hours after Brees retiring. I yeah. think that's a huge mistake on the Saints' part.
0: Oh, biggest mistake. Especially since they signed Jameis, too, again, mm-hmm. right? Another one yeah, year. Yeah, they signed
1: him big give him another one year, yeah.
0: But... um. Yeah, no Breeze the thing like you're saying, it's a shame he never got more. The reason he never got more in my mind is really comes down to the blown call versus the Rams, the mm-hmm. Minneapolis Miracles. That would have been their, year, the, the
1: would've, would've been, near, been their year, I think. Yeah. I think they would have been near would have been their year, I think. They really do. He I think they could have beaten Mahomes that year.
0: And I think they could have as well. Or, think, I'm sorry,
1: um, they would have beaten Brady.
0: Yeah. I think they had a really good shot um multiple of these past seasons. And probably the closest they've been since they were last there in Drew Brees 1 mm-hmm. was that Rams call, like you're saying. But they had a lot of chances, couldn't get it done. But it's it doesn't really stain the legacy of Drew Brees other no, than the doesn't. fact that it's only one ring. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like it's stain. It's not to say Drew Brees couldn't have gotten it done. It's not like he when, went 0 for 2 or 0 for 3. He went they, 1 for 1. We know you, you get Drew Brees to the Super Bowl, he would have had a lot more than one. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's why it doesn't really stay in the legacy for me. Mm -mm. Um, A lot of people are saying he's overrated all time. I say no. I say he's a top five for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the impact he's had on the game, 20 years. I mean, you talk about guys who don't really play one good season. You know, they come in the league and they never really develop. You you look at a lot of these guys, Jamarcus Russell (laughs) – Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, Russell, you know, you, you got to think about how many players are bad or how many players can't get it done. When you look at a player like Drew Brees, mm-hmm. no doubt in my mind, every time if Drew Brees is on the field, I know they have a good and a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. looked at Drew Brees and been like, that's not a solid yeah. option. Yeah. All of his career, pretty much. You you say Drew Brees is a, a great option to have a quarterback. You'd be lucky to have him. And that's why I think he's top five overall a lot of these guys because there were moments in a lot of those guys' careers where it's like they got washed up. You yep. can say this last season for Drew Brees, but the reason I won't say that is what he battled through injury-wise these last mm-hmm. couple of years. Yeah, The toughness he displayed is another level to his game that I yeah, think gets definitely. overlooked. But, I mean, we got a lot to talk about free agent-wise as well. Like you I mean, mentioned Before Taysom we Hill. move
1: on to the free agency, I mean, I do want to talk about Taysom Hill. But, obviously, you mentioned Jameis Winston, one-year contract, $12 million. Yeah. Uh, just to wrap up, the, wrap up a little bit about Drew Brees, um, 36 fourth-quarter comebacks, 53 mm. game-winning drives. I mm. mean, that's just incredible. You think of a guy like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford. They, they are really good qu- fourth-quarter comeback you know, quarterbacks. But you really didn't think of Drew Brees as that guy. It's just surprising to look at his stats. In 20 years, he had 36 fourth-quarter comebacks. And, and just the completion, we talked about the accuracy of the passes, but he never really had that running back until Kamara to really check down to. So that's why really why, I, really why I think the 11.3 yards per completion wasn't that surprising when I did see that. But, I mean, to keep that up over 20 seasons, incredible. Just not something you'd see from mm-hmm. a lot of these guys. Yeah.
0: Um, is a sustained 20-year career where, like I'm saying, pretty much every year of his career you can say, Drew Brees had a good year. Mm-hmm. And even this last year, I would not say he had a bad year. It was no, the injuries, no, like was I'm just, saying. Yeah, and I um I I wish him the best of luck moving forward. I think his his mark on the game is just tremendous. I think mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, you'll look back and say Drew Brees was was yeah. definitely one of the greatest of all times. And I when he gets old, you know, that's the thing. Now now we don't see these guys all the time, but you take a look at Drew Brees, and I was I was watching the video when he won the Super Bowl, and he's with his kid. His kid was so young.
1: I know. And his I know. hair
0: was his hair was l- more lush. Mm-hmm. You take a look at that last game he played. He's 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 not I'm balding, bald but out he's, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 kind of losing some of that hair, and he's kind of getting older. And you know, you got to think, some of these guys in the next twenty years. I mean, in twenty years, I'll I'll be forty. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be the age of these guys who are now retiring from the NFL and he'll be well, well old, you know? So um, it'll be interesting as we, as we get older, we'll, we'll see these guys become the legends who like Terry Bradshaw mm-hmm. are on the shows. Like, yeah, well, now I think Drew
1: Brees t- ended up taking um, Sunday night football, I believe. I believe so. Brees and be up in the booth with. Yeah. That's going to be really exciting. Uh, I think Tony Glad Romo we got... already
0: made that transition. I think a yeah. lot of guys.
1: Yeah. We'll, it's, it's nice to see that transition. I mean, you sat there and watched the Super Bowl with Tony, or with Tony Romo doing the game this yeah. year, and it was just incredible. I mean, he's almost out there calling plays before they happen, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be nice. And that's a quarterback that played, you know, 2009, 2010. Now you're going to get almost more of that modernized feel on a Sunday yeah. football broadcast with Drew For Brees, sure. who has been in the league, you know, with 95% of these guys that he's going to be commentating their game. Yeah. And it's just going to be incredible to see his viewpoint on, you know, a Patrick Mahomes or on a Lamar Jackson or, or even on a Tom for Brady. Sure. Like, I mean, it's going to be really nice to see his thoughts on these guys in the league now that he's looking at the league through a different lens. For sure. I think um,
0: that's what I'm getting excited about, you know, for him is that transition into kind of more of that role. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it'll be exciting to watch a lot of these guys enter that the older we get. Um Anything else you have to say to Drew Brees before we not, get to some not, of these No, not agencies? really. I mean,
1: he's just pretty much he was one of my favorite original quarterbacks in the league. I have, sure. a, I have a jersey downstairs in my basement, actually. Uh, my first NFL jersey was a Drew Brees jersey that mm-hmm. I got uh, when I went to uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Gosh, when I was like 9 or 10 years old. Just just what a career, man, and mm-hmm. what an
0: impact. Definitely. Since I mean, really... you look at
1: the impact he left on the city in New Orleans. I mean, after Hurricane Katrina, they had to play that one season in Houston. Yeah, and for them to come back, and I believe that was his first season or second season as a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints mm-hmm. when they did reopen the Superdome after the hurricane, and just the impact that him and his family have made on the city of New Orleans will be, you know, long lasting for the next, you know, ten to fifteen years. I think.
0: Watching the Drew Brees highlights, um, I noticed three guys I really forgot about. One, one I didn't forget as much. Marquise Colston. Marquise
1: Colston, yes, he, was, he gets uh... he
0: gets forgotten in history. He does. But two guys. I forgot their names, and I loved them coming up as a kid. Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham. Mm, yep. Those guys, watching the highlights of Devery Henderson, it felt like almost every play, if it wasn't going to then it was him. Uh-huh. He, was, he was a quick guy, but just watching that took me back, man. Took yeah. me back. To... You
1: forget about those guys. I mean.
0: Pierre Thomas in the backfield. Pierre Reggie Thomas Bush is... when he was on the Saints.
1: Pierre Thomas was probably his second best running back, I'd say, behind Kamara.
0: Oh, yeah, No. I think he was great mentioning, you know, Saints running backs. Mark Ingram signed a deal with the Texans, and I don't know how I feel about it because honestly, I think Mark Ingram's done. Yeah, I, I think do too. It, the Ravens showed me like Tyrod yeah, Taylor,
1: one- I believe, signed with the Texans as well.
0: Yes. Yep. And then set
1: to the Dolphins, I, I did see earlier today.
0: Andy Dalton
1: to the Bears was <laughs> probably the weirdest news I've. Yeah, heard. I think Russ is staying put now. You look at I mean, Dallas. I saw it's Dallas about resigned it. Dak. And Bears got Andy Dalton. New Orleans. The only way he goes anywhere is to New Orleans now because obviously Brees is retired, but yet they gave yeah. Taysom Hill
0: $140,
1: $140 million dollars in four years. Why, bro? For a guy, you look at his – he's not a quarterback. I'm sorry. I know the kid played quarterback at B Well, kid, he's like 31. He's been in the league for like eight years now. He played quarterback at BYU. Okay, he transfers over to the New Orleans Saints. They draft him, you know. They got Breeze as their guy for the next five or six years. So we think, okay, we're going to move this guy around. He's playing on the special teams. Then he starts revolving into a tight end role. And now he's pretty much just, they call him the Swiss Army knife. Okay, he is a Swiss Army knife. But do you really want him playing quarterback? You look at the performances that he had. The one pass that I think he threw this season was in that wild card game. They did that little double pass flea flicker. And the ball got knocked out, and I think it was a fumble, and they lost the ball. And that could have changed the game for the Bears. The Bears had a chance to win that game at that point. I would not want the keys to the shiny new car being handed to Taysom Hill. Not saying I I want them handed to Jameis Winston either, but I would definitely pick Jameis Winston over Taysom Hill, which means. Any day of the week. Hey, I mean, the Saints really aren't in a rebuild mode. They just lost Drew Brees. I don't think that results in a rebuild throw two or three first round picks or somebody at, um, at Seattle and go get Russ. I, I would Russ much rather Russ doesn't want to say it, but I don't think Russ is happy in Seattle. He doesn't have Not the offensive all. line. They took away that amazing defense that he had. Not saying that, that defense led them to those back-to-back Super Bowl appearances, but there was a big part of it. None of those guys are around anymore. Pete Carroll's. Probably two years away from retirement, I would say. I would say he's probably a nine and seven, six and ten season away from retiring. Maybe at the end of next year. I just think it's time for the Seattle Seahawks to re- to reboot a little bit. They're losing Shaquille Griffin. Shaquille Griffin just signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars, which are like the New England Patriots of the AFC South now. I've seen they made a couple moves. They had the most cap space uh, coming into free agency, but just you know, do a little bit of a revamp and get rid of Russell Wilson. Get some draft capital. Maybe go sign, you know, maybe go draft a quarterback at the end of the first round and just see what you can do. I mean, I don't want the Seahawks to trade Russell Wilson. I just think it's, it's got to be time, and I think New Orleans is the place.
0: I think Russ wants to go. I saw the tweet is the Bears did actually reach out to oh, Seattle yeah, yeah, and made an offer. I'm assuming it has to do with Khalil Mack, maybe a package. Oh, I would want Khalil
1: Mack if I were the Seahawks.
0: And I would, I would definitely have done that, though. Oh, I would um, have, too. I know the biggest thing is probably the fact that they don't want to get rid of Russ. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch. Do we have another Aaron Rodgers-McCarthy situation where it goes sour at the end of the tenure? Or, you know, is, Pete it, is, or is he
1: going to go to the GM or the owner and say, hey, it's either me or Pete Carroll. You pick. It's like, it's like what um, Robert Kraft made Bill Belichick decide. Do you want Brady or do you want Garoppolo? Tom Brady could have been traded a couple of years ago instead it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you see Russ maybe making that move to the owner or to the GM saying, Hey man, you know, I don't want I want to be here, but if it, if I want to be here, you either pick me or Pete Carroll.
0: Yeah, basically. I think that's we could see something like that. I think there's a lot of drama going behind the scenes mm-hmm. that we don't know Russ about.
1: Russ is Russ is a very, you know, soft spoken kind of guy. And you know, it's kind of weird reading his, reading some of the things he's putting online seeing what you see on ESPN or NFL Network or whatever, he's not happy, but he doesn't want to say he's not happy because that's yeah. not the kind of guy Russell Wilson is. He doesn't want to be I a diva.
0: This, this whole thing kind of reminds me of, you know, almost – you know, you have these superstars at such an early time in their career. He was – rookie season, breaking these records, goes to the Super Bowl the next year, goes to the Super Bowl following, and then now he's kind of hit that spot where the team is not as good around him. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not to say that anything bad about Russ, but I think he just has that competitive drive and that greatness. I almost compare it to one of my favorite artists um, who I don't listen to much now, but Chance the Rapper, when he came up, um, he, was, he was kind of reminding me of Russell Wilson in a way. If, if you look at it in terms of career-wise. Russell comes up, he's this great young guy, and now we've come to this point in his career where that's there's no knock on Russ, but there's a knock on. The level of the play is not the same. Chance had these great mixtapes, comes up, makes his album. It's not, it's not that good. And all these articles blast him for it. Chance cannot take criticism. There's been so many articles related to the fact that Chance has had people fired because they spoke out against him. He's gone to war about it. It's almost in that situation where I feel like Russ is almost in the same way. It's where you have people now talking about Russell's play when really it comes down to the team is not as good around Russ. Mm -hmm. I feel like Russ is getting a lot more criticism than I think he deserves, and I think that's probably what really is ticking him off is because I'm not going to say I I really agree with the decisions the Seahawks have made over the years. Legion of Boom, they should have trained replacements. They should have invested in that, you know? And obviously those players got old, but when you look at the team they are now, they are like shades and, and remnants of what they were. Mm-hmm. And Russ was one of those remnants that remained. And, and I feel I almost try to put myself in that position. If I'm Russell, I'm almost like you're saying. I'm not going to say I'm upset because I, I love this team. They gave me that opportunity, you know, but I'm upset at the direction it's been taken in. And and I feel like I've heard a lot of criticism against Russ in terms of um, people are almost I, – I saw people kind of bashing him yeah for for wanting to leave. When it's like the team – it's a team game. If the team is not good, why would you stay? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not fair to him for people to say he should stay. And I I think at first when I heard he wanted to leave, I wondered why. But when you look at it, if you're Russell Wilson, do you want to stay in Seattle?
1: Mm-mm. I wouldn't, know. I would want to be on the first plane out of there.
0: Exactly, and I think that um, I, when I think about it like that, I really understand the predicament. It kind of sucks for him, though, like you're saying. Cowboys have their solution. Bears have their solution. You look at the Saints, they're making a poor solution mm-hmm. to their problem yeah. with this Taysom you, Hill contract. You never
1: know. A wild-card team could come out of this. I mean, you, you never mm. know. I've seen crazier things happen. I mean, you look at uh, – do you think Tua is the solution in Miami? That's the first team I think about is the Miami Dolphins.
0: I I don't think Tua is the guy I, I was talking about today. Um, I just think he's inconsistent. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick had to carry – I wouldn't say necessarily carry them almost to a playoff spot, but they did win two games where Tua started and Fitzpatrick came in in the fourth quarter. Uh huh. And, and he's not going to have that one. safety blanket next year because – Fitzpatrick is probably going to be the new quarterback of the Washington football team yes. after signing that one-year deal.
0: And you have that um, – now Jacoby Brissett's coming into Miami mm-hmm. too, right? Yeah. yeah. So now you have another competition, yeah. but Jacoby Brissett – I like what he did when, when Andrew Luck was out mm-hmm. for the Colts.
1: That's what he had to do. I mean, but he was those thrown years into an ago. emergency role. He, he did pretty good. Didn't he lead him to the yeah. playoffs?
0: Yeah, I think he did really good that year actually. Uh But the thing about it was the Colts had a great defense or a great, great team and a great scheme. Mm -hmm. But also Brissett was a lot younger than Brissett's more of a veteran guy. Uh Will that mean he's better or worse? Does the age make him worse or better? We haven't seen yet. This is gonna be a test for him. If he has to come be that veteran guy again, will the age be what catches up to him or will the age be what provides more? Of a starter role, more mm-hmm. of a veteran role,
1: and they also I think that's to be they also do have the number three draft pick. Do you see them? Maybe, maybe Miami goes, and maybe it's a three three horse race at that quarterback position going into training camp. Maybe they go involving
0: get, three is tricky. Maybe but they go Miami get Zach
1: Wilson. Maybe they go get you know insert quarterback. I mean, you you never know, man. Half of the top ten could be quarterbacks after trades and everything. Yeah, I see. I see at least five quarterbacks going in. The least. The first 12 picks. Oh, yeah. Between no Trevor, Trey Lance, Lance Fields, Jones, and I feel like I'm Wilson. and Wilson. I'm feeling – I felt like I was forgetting somebody there.
0: I think all those guys go because, in the top 12. I think you're spot because on. Because
1: there are teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it. I mean, if I were Russ, maybe to get a little bit of a jab into the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks wouldn't do this deal. But it looks like the Niners are getting ready to part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're just – they probably mm-hmm. had enough of him. Maybe Russ to the 49ers. Mm. I mean, great defense. Interesting. Great defense. You got George Kittle. You don't really have any guys really on the receiving end that I'm too thrilled about, but you have mm-hmm. Mozart in the backfield. I believe you still have, Brandon, I you still have Jared McKinnon, I believe, right?
0: Yeah, I believe he's still there. But
1: it, it would really be interesting to see Russ go to the 49ers.
0: I think that would be a, uh, interesting be a sneaky decision. For sure. Um, When you take a look at. um these quarterbacks i think there's no doubt they go top 10 top 12 like you're saying five of them at least because you think you got to think back carson wentz went number two overall eagles traded up significant mm-hmm. and they're still getting get a
1: here. lot of his contract and he will not they be wearing are. their team colors next year
0: i watched uh i mentioned set the edge maybe last week or before but i watched youtube video he did a two-part series where he kind of talked about the fall of the eagles i definitely recommend watching those two videos if you get the time um but it talked about kind of Carson Wentz and kind of the stuff behind the scenes that we didn't hear about as much. One of the problems with what they, what happened with Carson Wentz is they gave him a lot of power mm-hmm. in those last couple yeah. of years to call plays, change plays at the line. And when Doug Peterson wanted that power back, because well, Carson Wentz was, he kind of took on a superhero role mm-hmm. where he, he, he thought his greatness was, well, you I mean, know, that one above. MVP
1: season kind of did go to, or should have been MVP season. If he stayed healthy, kind of went to his head a little yeah. bit.
0: I think so. And I he started to believe that the risks he was taking were somehow like almost heroic. He started to view himself. And I think what happened really is he wanted to be the hero and savior of Philly. Mm-hmm. Be, but Nick Foles ended up being that role. And I think that probably ticked him off because bit, then he, yeah. he took on the command. They They have now released articles that in his last two seasons, he was basically uncoachable. He would not listen to any criticism. Oh, really? And – yeah. And so basically, uh, you, I watched the video and I, wa- I, I went and read these articles for myself. And basically, that's really what happened behind the scenes with him and Doug Peterson. Is Doug Peterson, when he came in, great coach. I still think he deserves a shot in the NFL. Another shot in the NFL. Um, but what happened was he started giving a lot of control to Carson Wentz. Of, you go to the play. If you don't like the look, change the look. Mm-hmm. You don't like this. Well, Carson Wentz took that and just ran with it. But so much so, you started to see his to- turnovers rise because he's calling these insane plays, making insane moves. And his athleticism, we got to wonder, what what did those injuries really do to mm-hmm. him? We look back, he hasn't quite been the same since that MVP oh, season. Athletic, nowhere near. As an athletic talent, that was his biggest upside. Mm-hmm. And the reason they drafted him, because he was just a special, special guy at that quarterback position. Yeah. I, I went back and watched some of his college tape after I watched all this, because, I mean, they, they were showing it kind of in the video, but it was just something special. It was. Um, And you really didn't know how teams were going to react and draft him, so when the Eagles traded up to number two to get him. Now you got a question, though. Now that they've traded him to the Colts, how's it going to work? Because – He's, if coaches in the Eagles are saying he's almost uncoachable these last couple of years, how, I know he's going back with Frank Reich, who was his guy. Mm-hmm. In Frank physics. Reich wasn't
1: around for those two years. He was already in Indianapolis at that point. Yeah.
0: So, so do we go back to that MVP kind of Wentz? May, yeah, where maybe, maybe, he, maybe he's hopefully more coachable than we're hearing about and he can, he can kind of get his game back refined. Mm-hmm. Or are we going to have a show where he goes, Think back to like T O when he went to the Eagles. Oh my god! And he was with Donovan. Think about that drama.
1: So much. <laughs>
0: we got to think. There's 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 a lot of drama in the league. It's a business. That's,
1: yeah, it is more than just a game. Yeah. It.
0: So I think free agency wise, what I'm I'm learning to look at is how are things gonna mesh. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of signees, a lot of things, a couple guys resigned, mm-hmm. which which we kind of did a segment resign tag last week, and a couple of the guys. Ended up re-signing, namely, you know, Shaq Barrett. We mentioned Aaron Jones. We mentioned, um, we mentioned also, um, what's his face, Matthew Judon. Mm-hmm. He, um, he ended up going one of one, to what, one Patriots? of It
1: feels like about nineteen guys that have signed for the New England Patriots in the last uh, about thirty-one hours or so. I mean, Belichick is the not Bill Belichick. I am telling you, he wants to win the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick breakup. He saw, and everybody, all the Patriots players, all the Patriots fans, Patriots organization, they saw Tom Brady, their savior for 20 seasons, win a ring with another team. And that gave the Patriots organization, and especially Bill Belichick, fuel and motivation to go out and do whatever they possibly can to, you never know, maybe see Tom Brady in the Super Bowl next year or two years down the road in his final season, as he did, yeah. He did restructure that contract, so he did guarantee to play until 45 like he wanted to. Wow. Wow. So I mean, just, just I, some of the guys. I mean, Janu Smith, four years, $50 million for a guy that really only had one breakout season. You look at, yeah. they signed another tight end. They're going to have a one-two punch of Janu Smith and Hunter Henry, the former Los Angeles Charger, who hasn't played yep. more than 10 or 12 games in the last few years. He's been injury prone. But yet they gave him, I think, you know, three years for like 30, 40 million dollars. They go They're get, they go get fans. Matthew Judon, as you mentioned. They trade for Marcus, or they trade Marcus Cannon to pick up, uh, was it Orlando or Trent Brown? Is it who they picked up? Yeah, Trent, Trent Brown, Brown from the Raiders, and then um, ended up. But they did lose uh, Joe Tooney to the Chiefs, though. As the Chiefs, yeah. they lost Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, both guys that were out for that Super Bowl with the injuries, yeah. are no longer members they of the need Kansas him. City Chiefs. Eric Fisher was a first, number one overall pick for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs, and they just let him go. I can't
0: believe it. I couldn't it. either. But it's it, it's what happened when you signed Mahomes to that Yeah, you got to make cap. I, I new guys mean, were get. the
1: Lions had to make a cap space. They caught Danny Shelton today. They, caught Jay, they yep. signed Chase Daniel to a three-year, $12 million contract last year. And my first reaction is, what are you doing? And then they make it right this yeah. year, and they cut him. You know, it saved between the two cuts, saved him about I think nine million on the cap. So that'll uh-huh. help. I, they haven't signed any free agents. I don't know if there's anybody left at this point, but uh, we're going into fill re- revamp. Maybe heard. we'll get a uh, get some good salary cap next year, and maybe pull a Jaguars. You know, next year.
0: I just heard that um, from a couple of my sources that I follow Lions pages all of them posted that Brad Holmes is still making calls to a lot of people. Okay. So okay. could could that mean we're going to get some sneaky mm. players? I don't know. Wide receiver-wise, everybody good, I think, has been taken. Yeah.
1: yeah, obviously. The
0: one the one who I don't want is probably still out there, Will Fuller. T- I think T.Y. Hey, is Brett. still out
1: there. We could get T.Y.
0: Yeah, I would like to have obviously, T.Y. Obviously, if you oh.
1: mentioned wide receivers, Marvin Jones did sign with the Jags. Jags. Jamal Agnew Darryl went Becker. to go sign with the Jags. I told you I, – I didn't tell you specifically, but I kind of figured that some of these guys were going to migrate to Jacksonville as he is an Urban Meyers offensive coordinator. And I was talking to one of my friends earlier today um, when I saw the news that Marvin Jones had left and go sign with the Jaguars. That's why we needed to keep Daryl Bavle around. He, he was, was a, a good, good coach. coach. And, and more than just a good coach, he – Rebuilt, not rebuilt, but he kind of, you know, re- didn't rip the Band-Aid off right away when Patricia ended up leaving. He revamped yeah. the team a little bit and built relationships with these guys. he yes. could at least, Dan Campbell, left him on the staff as an offensive, some
0: oh, quarterbacks coach. We should have kept him as the coordinator. Been.
1: Now, don't get me wrong. Anthony Lynn's going to do some things to this offense if we get the right pieces yeah. in three or four years down the yeah. road that's going to make us a contender again. But we could have you know at least kept him somewhere in this offensive sure. know, staff.
0: I think what's interesting is we, we had watched Hard Knocks going into you know this year, and two two guys who were part of Hard Knocks. Now, one had a big role, Anthony mm-hmm. Lynn yep, was a former coach, form of, Hard the coach Knocks, of the Chargers. Obviously. Jared Goff wasn't really. Uh, we saw him a little bit more time. than I
1: thought we would. It was more. I thought it was more of maybe yep. focused a little bit on the Chargers. They did try to split it up for sure, but I I did see a lot more Chargers content than Rams content.
0: I think it's interesting now that we have both those guys. From that uh-huh. hard knock series, different from different yeah. teams. Yeah. Keep in mind,
1: but now that we're well, now going to have on the one Lions. team, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I
0: think uh, it almost it almost felt weird because it's like somehow we knew, in a way, the the fact that we watched that, learn about Anthony Lynn, the fact that we kind of watched that, see a little more of Jared Goff, maybe not much, but see a little more, and that now they're Lions. I think that's very fitting in terms of we just watched. You hard told me that, that seven months ago. ago.
1: That we were sitting there watching Hard Knocks, and that two of those guys would be on the Detroit Lions, I would have said you were crazy because you know Jared yeah, Goff has a career and Anthony Lynn's a, a good head coach. I definitely, I
0: liked him. I don't know why they got. I don't know,
1: man. It's especially with Justin Herbert with what he did. They're I don't understand it. Yeah, so yeah. It wasn't Justin Herbert's fault. Like that, you know, he's a rookie.
0: Yeah, no. You take a you take a look. I will Herbert be the same player without it's Anthony Lynn? It's going to be Lynch? interesting. I think so. Um, but how much of that is attributed to the fact and the style of mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn's coaching? Cause he didn't tell Herbert till it was the last second that he's starting. I think that almost was a perfect it was. move because by not telling him you had him ready the mm-hmm. whole time. You never, you always want to have your backup ready. That, that's that's
1: right. a huge thing. Yeah. I think so you always want to have that backup I, ready. Cause if he, it's an injury or if it's a last second, you know, yeah. Oh, you know, we broke Tyrod Taylor's ribs or, you know, Something yeah, like that.
0: Tyrod Taylor getting that money, uh, one year. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. We I wouldn't
1: blame him for it. wanting to leave the Chargers after what they did was ribs. I no, get, get as far away real. as you can from that yeah, medic. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, what if it comes out that that medic got signed by the Texans <laughs> too? Like, oh gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple more guys to New England, like you mentioned, Janus Smith. Um, Nelson Aguilar, we have to mention. I yes, feel like the drop Yes, kick, Nelson drop Aguilar. Kick. He had a great year. I'm he not even gonna lie, great, great year great for the Raiders. the Raiders.
1: Kind of disappointing uh, when the Raiders let him go. I mean, yeah, it,
0: but that's a the big thing.
1: one. Rugs was injured. When I
0: think now, Nelson Aguilar, man, uh, the the moment I heard he got signed to the Pats, for some reason, I couldn't picture him in any other jersey but a Patriots. I know he played for the Eagles and he was the drop king and he Raiders but for some reason it's just so fitting in my mind it, it kind of feels right it kind of I mean, feels good he's a good broken kind St. of receiver and he Aguilar.
1: goes to you know New England where Bill Belichick is built yeah. on fixing you know bad players because of his systems yeah. and his schemes that he runs there
0: I think it's a match made in heaven. I'm picking up Jalen um, Mills, also re- another
1: former Eagle. Oh, yeah. So uh, Matt and yeah, Matt Patricia's picked- uh, revamped defense. Uh, he's not the defensive coordinator, but he will be a defensive assistant. So, he's yeah, so it would be interesting to see if it's maybe the end of Matt Patricia's career as a coach or if he just wasn't built to be a head coach.
0: I don't think he was built at all to be a head coach.
1: Honestly, I don't think he's built he's at all built to, built be to be a coach. built to be anything more now, than a guy that just sits on his couch and eats food.
0: I think what's so weird is how much like hate I have for Matt Patricia. It's like I know him personally. It's all. It almost feels like he st- He came over, babysat my dog, and like beat the beat my dog like Michael mm-hmm. Vick style, and like destroyed or fed my, my house. Fed my dog
1: some you know nasty food, and he threw up all over yeah. the place or something. Gave yeah. him a whole
0: bag of chocolate chips, and now said. And I walk in the door, he, he hands me my keys and goes, Look, man, I'm sorry. You're going to have to take him to the hospital. He's not yeah. doing too good. But it's, it's, it's like he did something personally against me, like stabbed mm-hmm. my family yeah. member or something. That's, that's the level of anger I have when I think about Matt Patricia and what he did to the Lions organization.
1: Satisfied three or four years solely. on a rebuild, I think. Dude,
0: I ro- he robbed us of great Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford yeah. years.
1: Because you look the at last them, you ones look at the we decline got that Matthew Stafford had when Matt Patricia was that coach.
0: Yes, and you look at how much fun Stafford had in those last games with Bevel, and then you hear about how he wanted Bevel; they didn't want him, and that kind of severed it yep. at last. Um, but man, it's just it's so frustrating. Mentioning the Lions, though, we got to mention we also talked about Romeo Okwara, and he surprised got, actually uh, three Quite. years, thirty nine. I'm I, so I'm excited. really excited,
1: but it surprised me a little bit. I saw I saw it from Adam Schefter. It said uh, Romeo Okwara signs a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar deal with, and I was expecting you know another team. And then yeah. I saw Detroit Lions, I and, and I almost had to look at it twice because I did, when they I did not put it. the tag on him last week, I thought, oh well, there goes mm-hmm. another great defensive you know edge rusher for the Detroit Lions. We've seen yeah. guys like A. Sean Robinson, Nick and Sue. Um, Nick Fairley walk out the door after great, you know, great yeah. few years with the Lions, and I thought we were going to be adding Romeo acquire to that list. But you know, I think it was a big part in bringing him back was having Julian there. Julian, you know, he can learn under his brother yeah. a little bit, and his 2020 season helped him out. I mean, he had 10 sacks, three forced yeah. fumbles, 32 tackles. I don't think any bigger forced fumbles than that one that he had that strip sack he had on Matt Ryan midway through the fourth uh, week. What was that week four, week five against the Falcons? Uh, that great, you know, Matthew yeah. Stafford, TJ Hawkinson, last play of the game, drive. That propelled that was I'm that excited. strip by Romeo Okora.
0: Yeah, and I think back to that in my living room, how excited mm-hmm. that play made me. And really one of the only great makes plays me, we had. Makes me Lions remember of when I actually year.
1: had hope for this team when we were 2-2. Two and two, And then yes. we ended up winning, like, two more games the rest of the season. Three more games, maybe. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: What an awful year. Um. And we can listen back to the pod when I said the Lions were going
1: to be 11. Yeah, I Sorry. knew, I knew that wasn't going to happen. I I never had that much. I don't I think I've so ever had that much optimism much for this team. I think 10 and six is about as I, high as uh, I've ever went.
0: <laughs> I just thought 2020 was the year of the bazaar, and the Lions had a chance to be a part well, of that well, bazaar. Uh, but instead, it yeah. was the Bucs. It was the Bucks who bizarrely went. And Tom Brady at 43 shocked us all and, another... and proved that he is the best quarterback oh, in the NFL. Like, like he, at 43, he was able to beat Mahomes. And everyone all season goes, Mahomes is top of your list. I, I'm not going to say talent-wise. Mahomes is definitely mm-hmm. still number one. But, bruh, put some respect on Brady's yeah. name, even at 43. And now until probably deny the greatness. Is, No matter
1: if you like him, you hate him, you're, you're on the fence. You just can't deny the greatness of him, I mean. For sure,
0: it's looking like the Bucs are going to oh, run Shaq it back. and so mentioned Shaq mm-hmm. Barrett; he resigned. I've heard
1: that they are all in discussions. The uh, Sue Fournette and JPP—they're all represented by the same agent, so they are all in discussions to run it back. You know, Rob Gronkowski signed a one-year deal to come back. It's going to be yep. interesting to see if uh, Sue Fournette and Pierre Paul—if uh, all three do come back—I think all three come back, to be honest with you. If not, two. I think see maybe back. the only one leaving maybe would be Fournette because obviously yeah. Ronald Jones had a great season. Um, you look at the, you look at the evolution of Keyshawn Vaughn as well. He didn't have that, you yeah. know, much play time this year, but when he was in the game, that guy had an impact. I mean,
0: oh yeah, for sure. And you know, what's crazy now is LaShawn McCoy is what two or three rings and he didn't even play much, a single yeah. snap in yeah. the Super Bowl ever. So I mean he Lashawn McCoy's one of one of the better running backs from our generation. I uh-huh, think he's Hall definitely. of Fame now for sure with yeah. those rings. Um another guy re signed, like we mentioned, Aaron Jones back to Green Bay. I didn't I honestly I'm not gonna say he doesn't deserve it. I'm happy for him. Um I almost just thought mm-hmm. they have AJ Dillon, he, he yeah. proved he could be good. Why resign Aaron Jones? That's surprised declining. Yeah, I agree with um, you on that. But like you said, Last week, he deserves it for the city of Green Bay and, and for mm-hmm. everything he's done. Um, and he's
1: he's going back four year, forty eight million dollars. Uh, and then that also did confirm that Jamal Williams will be testing the free agent market. So looks like Aaron Jones will be having uh, that one two punch with AJ Dillon, uh, who had a pretty good rookie season, I think, for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, we'll see what Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones can do the next, you know, four or five years in Green Bay. And then we can't we can't be reminiscent sure. without bringing up Alex's favorite player, Cam Newton. He's gonna run it back with the Patriots. One year, fourteen million dollar deal. Uh, I think he's getting about seven annually, and it could go up to fourteen million dollars with incentives. Uh, only eight touchdowns passing last year, ten interceptions. Did throw twenty six hundred yards. Uh, do you think this is a bounce back year for Cam, or do you possibly think this could spell the end of a career for the one time MVP? And, you know, great NFL influence, uh, bringing the game, you know, to more people that you wouldn't think maybe would watch the game. You know, people watch the game for, you know, the game. He brought that swag and that, you know, that mojo. You know, you remember the dab. He he brought that into our lives.
0: Yeah, he brought that to to everybody's life, yeah. But uh, here's what I think, and I think I'm guilty of this. I think... I might have overreacted based on Cam's last season. I think I said he was probably done. I, I, I think I probably said he didn't mm. deserve a shot in the NFL. You have to look at this guy's characteristics as an athlete, and you also have to take a look at how weird the 2020 season was. They were 1-1 and in one also, before he
1: got COVID, if you remember that.
0: Yeah. Bill Belichick is a genius. He would not re-sign mm-hmm. Cam Newton No, on Belichick I'm knows what sorry, he's he doing.
1: Wouldn't. As crazy as it may sound. If, if
0: Belichick...
1: He knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, if, if, if Belichick looked at last year and said, hey, I want to bring him back after the season he had, you know it's because he has hope. You also have to look at how short of an offseason Cam mm-hmm. had with those players signed in what, to get July, acclimated June? with that system. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think it was July. I think it was that far into the summer because we all talked about when is Cam going to get signed. And
1: who he was going to sign with, yeah. I knew it took
0: and, – and it took so long um, for Cam Newton to get signed. I think if Cam Newton has a great year this year that this comeback player of the year is going to be an interesting race with Dak Prescott Cam Newton um a lot of guys mm-hmm. who just had down years and and I think we could be talking about Cam Newton in that discussion and the reason is he's getting a full off season they're bringing in a lot of weapons cam had yeah. no weapons last year uh they haven't re-signed James White Rex Burkhead Julian Edelman I'm not sure what's happening with him I believe uh, he is, is he yeah back on the roster I I think that they're making all the right moves Mm. on offense and defense. That's the thing. New England has had the best offseason free agent-wise because they spread the signings offensively Mm. and defensively. If you look at like the Bengals, for instance, their biggest need is line. All they've done is like replace a few guys who are leaving on defense, which is kind of dumb. Just re-sign those guys because their defense was a good defense Mm. at the end of the year, the Bengals. Just re-sign some of those guys. It's like New England is addressing all the needs they are. They are yeah, breaking the bank, definitely. <laughs> keep in mind, but they are, they are, they are not messing around in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. spreading the love and between do, offense and defense. You do also have but to yeah.
1: remember they had eight opt-outs this year. Yeah, yeah, and most of those were on the defensive and, side of the ball, I believe. With guys like Dante Ayers, for Iastauer. sure, and you
0: got Dante you Guys like
1: I believe was the notable one.
0: Oh yeah, he opted out. But you got to mm-hmm. look like J.C. Jackson <laughs> had a great year. Obviously, he's you got probably
1: right? I he's, would say he's... right now the best one-on-one corner in the game, and Stephon Gilmore.
0: Oh yeah, I mean he he he, mm-hmm. he didn't get no, enough no. love. He was he, last kind season, of a down season. The season before was great. Still,
1: I would say is probably one of the best, if not the best, one-on-one corners in the league.
0: For sure, I think um, great, great, and severely mm. underrated all time.
1: I'm not saying they're going to win the AFC East. Had. Don't get me wrong. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, that defense mm-hmm. that they're building, especially that secondary core, Micah Hyde, Jordan, yeah. Jordan Poyer, Tre'Davious White. We talked about them a lot during the season this year. I don't think. I think they can sneak into that nine and seven. Maybe get that you know new seven seed. Maybe an eight seed. I do. I have heard. Yeah. They're trying to expand the playoffs again. They're trying to get eight seeds. They're trying to get eight, they're trying to get 17 oh game gosh. seasons, they're trying to get as much out of these players as they can for the you know, rich, greedy billion dollar owners of this league. Money wise. But um, yeah, I, I could see the Patriots sneaking in just based on the free agent moves that they've made. They're not the best players, but they have the potential in Belichick's system to really make a huge impact. Yeah. And obviously, with you mentioning and the opt outs they're building low.
0: one of the better rosters. Yeah, all around what they're building is is going to be maybe not the players themselves are anything special. It's the culture. It's what they're building is really special there. Yep, and it'll be exciting to see. Um, moving on though to our final segment here, um, as we had a lot of free agency news, mm-hmm. we're probably going to get a lot week, more yeah. in the next coming week, and just because it's now fully going to be open, is one right? of new league year starts, so
1: it's, you know maybe that maybe that Russell Wilson trade happens tomorrow, maybe. We, we would definitely we would if, if we get Watson. a Watson or a Wilson trade, we'll have to do like an emergency pod tomorrow or Thursday, oh, whenever yeah, no whenever happens, we'll have to do, we'll do, a do like segment. a quick twenty thirty on uh, what you know what happened.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that's something that mm-hmm. big news. But uh, moving on to our final segment of today, we have our top five edge rushers in the class. Um, I honestly really like the talent in this in this edge rush
1: class. Not not think, obviously um, our best. Edge this isn't, as as we mentioned with the defensive no. defensive linemen. This is not the class for defensive players. This is definitely a solely no. offensive it's, draft. It's, but mm-hmm. it's a yeah. lot
0: of potential yeah. in the defensive players. You're not going to have a like plug and play
1: week one starting lineup kind of a guy. You have, you have two or three. There's no guy like Chase Young. When you break down the positions, I'd say in the whole defense, you got two or three guys plug and play right away. But there are some yeah. guys, especially in our probably number threes, fours, and fives, that if you give them a year or two in the perfect scheme, they can be an NFL starter.
0: Oh, yeah. I, um, I think a lot of these players just on defense, like we're saying, have potential and good qualities. None of them. I'm gonna be like, wow, these players are so good, um, but I think that we're just shifting to the offensive league yep. as as NFL. Yep, everyone yep. wants to everybody be wants the score. Wants, everybody wants, wants to, to score to fifty them.
1: points a game, not you know get eleven sacks and you know you have your defense average ten yeah. points allowed a game. That those days are a long gone. I think
0: it's, it's transitioning a, it's an more into a college league, no. kind of a, um, a game. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, which is why I think as we get. Um, further and further into the NFL, we'll see real defensive talent be more Mm -hmm. of a rare thing and something you really look for um, and want. Uh, Top five edge rushers. Number five, I have Joseph Osai out of Texas. Um, 6'4", 253. But one thing I liked about his game, he's got really good leverage, which is really what one of the main things you're looking for off that edge. Um, The thing and the reason I have him at five a lot of people had him really high on some lists. Um, he's just kind of cookie cutter. He's not that unique. He's he's a generic model edge rush guy. And like I'm saying, some people I think have him a little too high, a lot too low, where you see him maybe like 10 on a list. But as much as I want to say he's mid, I, I like him as an NFL starter one day moving into the future. You know, um. I think he has the potential and the right, um, just the right fit for, for what the NFL is looking for. 6'4", 253, a generic kind of guy, like I said. But generic mm-hmm. does not mean bad. I think that's, that's generic. You know he's kind of a prototype guy. He's kind of the guy you'd want to f- fit into the spot. I think he would probably serve best as a depth player. But like I said, Potential-wise, he has the potential to be a starter one day. You never know. The thing about him, though, he's just not that genetic freak
1: um, that some of these guys are and and that some of these teams look for. Uh, Who do you have at my number five spot? spot, uh, Quincy Rocher, Miami, uh, will not be the last Miami player that I will be talking about in this top five. Uh, 6'2", 243 pounds. Uh, Spent four years at college, but in two different places. Uh, He spent three years, the first three years of his career, at uh, Temple University in Philadelphia. Uh, who play at Lincoln Financial Field, uh, home of the Eagles. So he does have some experience on uh, NFL turf, let's put it that way, and then moved to the U for his senior season. Uh, Pretty good career, 182 total tackles, 54 for a loss, and 30 and a half sacks in his four seasons between Temple and Miami. Uh, His best season was his last year in Temple, though. 49 total tackles, 19 for a loss, 13 sacks, five pass defenses, two forced fumbles, or uh, pardon me, a forced fumble and two fumble recoveries. It's almost like watching, when I was watching his highlights yesterday, almost like watching Chase Young again when he was at Ohio State, just how dominant he was, especially in his days at Temple. So quick off the line, you know, beating guys, beating double teams, beating single blocks in like a second and a half. It was like getting to the quarterback in an instant. not going to say 100% like Chase Young, but it kind of reminded me a little bit of watching Chase Young when he was at Ohio State.
0: And that's the thing about this class for me. I don't see anyone who's just a legitimate Chase Young. I think players remind me of a lot of potential in to become a guy like that, you know. I think this season was weird for college too, so I'm, it's kind of hard to judge this class defensively. My number four is Rashad Weaver. Um, I could have put him at five. I went back and forth. I had him at five. He's from Pittsburgh, 6'4", 264. But I just think a lot of his game translates to the NFL because, I mean – you got to think one of the most important things mm-hmm. is your hands as an edge rusher. And he has some of the better hand counters where his technique is the best part of his game. Um, and overall, he's one of the safest players. He's not controversial where, you know, he's going you think maybe he has the capacity to be good, but he might be bad. It's not like you're really taking a risk at Rashad Weaver. That's why I kind of like his game. Um, and that's why I think a team might draft him second round, um, and I have a second-round grade on him, but I think that edge-rush-wise, like I'm saying, one of the safest players you could draft mm-hmm. out of the entire class.
1: Pittsburgh, uh, um, uh, you said, right? Pittsburgh? You, you know, another famous yeah, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh under- Panther, uh, Aaron Donald. Yes. Aaron they do, Donald. They do breed I mean, some, some pretty strong defensive linemen at uh, Pittsburgh, so.
0: It's, it's those hands. I'm really telling you, Rashad Weaver has probably mm. the best hand counters or is the better hand counters in this class. Aaron Donald, you got to think about him. His oh, hands yes, are probably the best sure. part of his game. So, I mean, maybe, maybe that's the secret at Pittsburgh is they really develop uh, that type of player. I think Rashad Weaver is a sneaky guy to watch. He's, he's going to go in second round. But if you get him in oh, second yeah. round, I think he's a steal. And I, I like his build reminds me of mm. Romeo O'Quarr almost, the look of him. Um, so, that's something interesting Oh, uh, Number four, oh, got Carlos number four, Basham
1: Jr. from Wake Forest. Six foot three, 281 pounds. A uh, rare four-year player now, nowadays. You don't see it. And if they do stay four years, usually they go as a grad transfer uh, somewhere for their senior season. But he did play all four seasons in Winston-Salem mm-hmm. Sa- Winston as a Demon Deacon. Uh, his best season was in 2019 where he had 57 tackles, 18 for a loss, and 10 sacks. Uh, he led the ACC this year with four forced fumbles in 2020, and uh, had seven over his career. He can absolutely bull his way through any line, but does show agile moves if need be. I can see him maybe being, you know, a second, maybe sliding into that late second, early third spot. Uh, definitely a day two pick, though, I think.
0: Yeah, I have Carlos Basham Jr. at my number three as well. Six three, two eighty one, a mm-hmm. little big. Edge rusher, yeah, 280 is kind of a rusher. little,
1: you know, heavy for an edge rusher.
0: I think it's interesting though that he's heavier because the greatest mm-hmm. part of his and game that helps is his out a lot. And at yeah. his weight, yeah, he's a bull rush specialist. Yeah, that's that's all you really hear about him. Um, the knock I have on him, and the reason I'm, I'm going with you in the day two, and what I think really the only problem is that's keeping him out of the day one. He doesn't use the power because he yep. he like yep. relies on the quick burst. It's a quick burst and not a strong push. Whereas it's, it's almost like you're faking the power. You're moving so fast, but there's not as much force behind it. If he learned to center the strength into it, he might be one of the most dangerous, if not the most in this class, the weight is going to be the concern for him. And I think he, he, he's one of those guys where in this class. I think he's my number three on the list, but he has the highest uh-huh. potential to slip lower and lower end of the class. Um, Number two, number one, I think we have the same, but I think we have them flipped. Um, why don't you go ahead with your uh, number two pick, All right, I'll do my number we'll three, see if, actually, if I'm right
1: uh, I got I got Ronnie right, Perkins from Oklahoma. Six foot three, 247 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did spend three years in that Sooner defense out there in Norman. Uh, 98 crew tackles, 16 mm. and a half sacks with a pass breakup. best year for most of these guys that I did notice. Their best year was 2019. Uh, 38 tackles, 13 and a half for a loss, and did have six sacks. I see him more maybe as a fourth to fifth rounder just because he didn't get that extra year that he could have used maybe to get propelled into that day two slot. But I think he can make an opening day roster if he fits into that right scheme. Uh, You know, we really don't expect Oklahoma Sooner defensive players to be doing this. The only guys when I think of Oklahoma defense I really think of is – um. The guy that just came out of the draft, Kenneth Murray, uh, last year was picked up in the first round by the Chargers middle linebacker. You know, you think of an Oklahoma senior, you think of Hollywood Brown, you think CB Lamb, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Kyler Murray, guys like that. You're not thinking, when you're thinking Oklahoma, Mark Andrews as well, who's having a great career so far with the Baltimore Ravens, you think yeah. of offense. You know, Lincoln Riley has changed the college game in offense in Norman, but you don't think. I mean, oh, Alex yeah. Grinch, the defensive coordinator for the Sooners, he's a former defensive assistant with Ohio State Buckeyes. He gets knocked on because their defense isn't the greatest, but they did really make a big step up in 2020 with their defense. Their defense really is the reason why those Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray teams didn't win championships, I think. And so it's just great to see yeah. that, you know, they're starting to turn that defense around, and maybe these are the pieces that they will need in two or three years when they're recruiting guys. Maybe that's going to lead them to a national championship because they have a great guy right now in Spencer Rattler quarterback wise that I think we'll be talking about in a draft class in about two or three years.
0: Oh yeah. I think the Sooners are definitely making the right moves and I, the Sooners mm-hmm. have always been one of those better guys,
1: uh, but they haven't wise, had Going back in the day was Brian Bosworth. He played at Oklahoma.
0: Wow. I, I think the only knock on the Sooners you have in the modern era is like you're saying, they're a great team, but they mm. can't get that push to win the championship. Or, yeah, or yeah. you know, get to that level. They're they're good, but they're. And you not look at, at that Alabama and Ohio State. They can
1: they can play both sides of the ball well, and that's why. Yeah, Yep, Clemson's and even Clemson had great They have a great years. defensive coordinator that I think, you know, maybe can be an NFL hot coach one day.
0: For sure. Um, why don't you go okay. ahead and just jump straight into your number two? I, I believe the same. Yeah, guys uh, we uh, number have, two, we I have, have
1: Gregory Rossu, uh, another Miami Hurricane, six foot seven. 265 pounds, only did have two seasons at the U. Uh, amazing 2019, but did sit out 2020. Uh, 2019, 15 and a half sacks, 54 total tackles, 19 and a half of those tackles were for a loss. He's going to be a huge addition to the team who picks him up. Uh, amazing at fighting through double team blocks that he saw in college. I think Gregory Ross, who has a chance maybe to sneak at the end of the first round, but definitely could be a second round pick if not.
0: I think um, you're spot on. I think at number two, hey, I have Jason who you Owe. have at number one. Jason Owe, Oway or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Penn State. They, they can turn to out some defensive players really good as, player as well. We're going to talk about the one We'll guy talk about we him next week. In with linebackers, Parsons, yeah, Probably next week, right? Um, but this dude, 6'5", 257, great speed. And I feel like I'm noticing as the years go by, just the more emphasis yes, on yes. a quick edge rush. Rather than maybe the physical, Michael Strahan's OC and those are you,
1: of the past, I think.
0: You go back to like, um, who did the Lions have um, when we? He was the white dude when we were coming up. I know um, who you're talking about. I can't think of the guy's I name. I can see his, his face. Yes, Kyle Van. Oh, Kyle Van Bosch. Yes. You think about those guys? They have pretty much whittled out of the game. Uh, you look at a picture of, of of the way he was built. He was just mm-hmm. a physical, like a mass. I think
1: a Jared. Um, I think a Jared Allen too. Not really. really talk a about speed guys rush. Like that.
0: Yes, those those guys were all of that mold. I think that mm-hmm. mold has gone away in the NFL. Not not to say those guys can't exist, but I'm seeing slimmer guys, guys maybe getting into the weight room a little bit more than, than others. <laughs> yes not not necessarily a guy who has mm-hmm. that old man truck strength like like the guys of past. I'm noticing that speed is becoming yep. the most important part of the edge rush. I think he fits the mold of the modern edge rush. I think he's going to be a good NFL player. If not ready day 1 or, you know, year 1, I think by year 2 he's a guy yep. other teams are going to have to scheme for because I think he's just going to be dangerous. Um, I think he's, he's, he's going to be a guy to watch and develop as we might be talking about him like a Romeo O'Quara where it's like, okay, last season he had 10 sacks. We need to re-sign him. You wouldn't want this guy to walk or tag, you know, whoever Mm -hmm. gets him is going to get a good player. Um, and moving on for me at number one, I'll mention him since you just briefly did Gregory, uh, (laughs) you know, whatever his last name is, Miami, Florida. I don't, I don't know. Six, seven though. That's the most enticing part about him and why I put him at number one. 265, 6'7", mm-hmm. and just a beast. The size, um, he's just insane. And the big thing about his game is he dominates. He's hard to deal with if you're um, double-teaming him. Like you said, he can break through those. He's really a guy you have to commit to stopping. I think he's going to be phenomenal in the NFL, if not like, one of the greatest of, of our you know, new era. I think he's going to be one of those guys who you're like, oh, that's a good player. You're not gonna knock on him. I think. I think he's gonna be a guy that you don't want to go against, and I, mean, I, I think he's he's ready to eat. Miami,
1: they had a, a lot heck of, of a guys defense. Looking back at the season. guys we talked about with line and edge rushers, I, I, they I don't know how they didn't win the ACC championship. I mean, they did play Clemson pretty tough. They were probably the no. team that played Clemson the toughest yeah. behind Notre Dame, I would say, in the ACC this year. But I would say if they would have had a full, you know full 12-game season, they could have probably been one of the sneakier teams in college football this year. Just And they had uh, D. King at quarterback, sure. who we'll be talking about, I think, next year in the next year's draft class. The ACC is going to have some some good quarterbacks uh-huh. coming out in the next year's draft class. You've heard me mention on a couple episodes, Sam Howell from North Carolina. I don't know if you've gotten around to his highlights yet, but if, if you do get some no, free time, check out. Sam Howell, North Carolina he's probably going to be the first quarterback off the board next year, I think.
0: That's the thing you got to think about as Lions fans, is the rebuild is scary, right? But Mm-mm. it's not, no, not going to happen be a overnight, quick fix. keep in mind. But there's, there's a lot of college guys coming up who, like you're saying, we're already mentioning a year before, check them out next year's draft class. And that's the thing. I mean, the talent, I feel, is just getting better and better offensively. Um, and I feel like college is turning out a lot of NFL-ready players. You saw the NFL receivers who came out this year. You saw Justin Herbert light up the league in his rookie season. I mean, it's not to say every class is going to be great, but I think there's, there's a lot of potential in the upcoming classes for a lot of players who, as a Lions Mm-mm, fan, not I not mind getting but uh, I think that's going to almost wrap us up as you're going to talk about your number one, and then I think we yep. hit all the marks we, we really had to today. If you want to give your number one and then all right. cl- almost close this out. Well, as I, I mentioned, uh, Jason Alwa, really Penn
1: State, number one. Alex is number two, 6'5", out of uh, Penn State. Three years for the Nittany Lions in State College. 20 games played in his time there. Uh, 63 total tackles with seven sacks in his career. Did really underrated run stuffer, I thought watching some of his highlights and he does have that speed and strength that is now a deadly <laughs> sure. combo as you mentioned in the pros.
0: I think he's he's mm-hmm. yeah
1: I guess yeah. the more i sat here the two, more guys. I thought I, I should have went the order really good. To good just because Rosso is just he's so strong. Yeah. And you know just six seven two sixty five is just incredible to think about. I mean that's gotta be Aaron Donald's gotta be somewhere in that somewhere maybe I'm uh, probably a little bit more on the weight side oh, than yeah. two sixty five. But uh, it's almost like an Aaron Donald build. And, you know, if he is half of what Aaron Donald is right now, this guy's going to have a – going to be making some some money, I think, in the league for, uh, you know, 10 to 15 years down the line.
0: Oh, no doubt. Some of these players, like I'm saying, you look at them and you're just like – You just wish you could hit the
1: fast forward button like four years from now and see where these guys are and and what they've done already.
0: For sure. And – that's the hardest nope. thing about yeah. – you can't really always predict. I, I, going back, you would have said Johnny Manziel well, would have
1: yeah, been yeah. a great
0: player in the NFL.
1: Yeah, now he's, uh, he now he's playing not in not that – uh, have you heard about that fan-controlled football that they're due?
0: <laughs> yeah, Bob <laughs> Mennery.
1: Josh Bob Gordon Mennery's caught team, the game
0: exactly. winner. And, they, and, and, bruh, Josh Gordon yeah. ended up catching the game-winning – But I've heard, I've heard he some NFL players, players are
1: uh, part owners of that team – are those teams. Uh, Richard Sherman has a part in a oh, team. Yeah. Austin Eckler has a part in a team. It does. Yeah. That, you never know. Some of those guys of could be going to the NFL. You never players. know. Maybe getting a second chance.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't think Josh, Gordon is, uh, so. Josh Gordon's got
1: to be on chance number what, seven?
0: Josh Gordon's on <laughs> no, chance no, I think number he eight. Got is to he to even eligible again. for the league right now?
1: Jeez, <laughs> yeah, Lee. I think he's
0: got to be reinstated. Guy, I love when Josh he went the though, Seahawks dude. last he year, he had a good game, game or two, and
1: it was like, oh, well, he got suspended again. Nope, well, there he goes. <laughs> Bro,
0: I just think back to – you imagine if they had him the Browns, right now? They were so If bad. he wouldn't have had if any Josh of this issue,
1: they would have had him, Odell, Bro. Jarvis, Hunt, Baker, <laughs> Chubb.
0: I, I don't know why, but I am so willing to make the case that Josh Gordon would have been like – Top three, top four receiver of drugs. all time had he played his career and he stayed <laughs> off the drugs. I'm willing to make a case that Josh Gordon was one of the best Definitely. wide receiver talents we have ever seen. You, you think about that stretch of games he had where it was like three straight two. Unfortunately, you just don't see you wouldn't see anybody games. do that nowadays. There's
1: just so many receivers. I mean, Josh Gordon was the guy in Cleveland at that time. So many teams have yeah. two, three, four weapons I, where I guys really aren't gonna get two hundred yards unless they get like, you know, two seventy yard catches.
0: I'm looking up Josh Gordon right now, man. I'm looking him up. Man, what a talent. Where'd he go to school at? He's only twenty-nine. If I'm the Lions. Where's Josh Gordon. The Lions might Where's hey, Josh Gordon to to school? think about it. It's it's Detroit.
1: Hang on. Uh Josh you. Gordon. Faith?
0: Uh, Bears. Baylor University, the University of Utah. So he was at Baylor from 2009 to 2011. So yeah. he, he would have played wow. the. I tried to search
1: him on on uh, Google. And yeah, we were talking. We were talking about Baylor. Flash and I typed Gordon, in Josh bro. Josh Baylor instead of Josh Gordon. Wow, <laughs> It's like Dak is better than Prescott.
0: <laughs> but Dak is way better than Prescott. No, bro, it happens all the time. But Flash yeah. Gordon, man, they call him Flash for the reason. But dude. Oh, my gosh, man. You look at dates joined. He was on the Browns in 2012. The Patriots then in 2018, Seattle 2019. If I'm well, Detroit, I, mean, I know I mean, Brad Holmes weird, needs but, to take a risk. I mean, I mean Detroit's the hey, you no, know, of... Dan
1: Campbell can say, hey, hey if, he, if he gets suspended again, season. I'll just chop his kneecaps off.
0: <laughs> I'll bite his kneecap <laughs> off and he'll quit the marijuana.
1: Dude, no, I'm thinking he was probably stoned. Had to
0: stoned have, been. Had to, and, have been. And, and, to catch that Hail Mary. I think – Bro, because there was like two or three guys, and he made a Definitely. DeAndre Hopkins catch. Um, so, literally, you had, I mean, think about it. DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. is the best receiver in the league, right? I know it's a different league, but, but this football. fan, fan, cool. whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, fan controlled football, right? He made the same catch the best receiver in the NFL made. So, you're arguing. he may not even have been be in the right just mind just good space. as the top receiver in the <laughs>
1: Than, you know, <laughs> he might not have been else. on this
0: planet. Talk about <laughs> peaceful man.
1: Talk about cookie, no, Never bro. never would have thought that would have been mentioned on the pod. Bro, he
0: probably got it. honestly though, I seen this thing on TikTok. It's like oh blunt rotation. Gosh. Like who would you have in a blunt rotation? And it's like people put like, you know, like Snoop Dogg and like the big stoners. You put some hippies, stuff Joshua. like that. But honestly, you know, if I had to, I think I'm going Josh Gordon bro. Jeez, we can run oh football up right after. We can run Madden up right after, bro all right i think, <laughs> I think that's a good pick. place to stop <laughs> i think yeah i think that's have you uh, um wrap up have F2 you finished uh, i want to give just Why one
1: more you little on sidetrack side here before we get out of here have you done your bracket yet uh-huh yes
0: my bracket uh, no
1: mm, no <laughs> uh the, the game started uh, when, when is the deadline news. you still got some time but uh yeah
0: all right yeah yeah Looks uh, like I to do cool, it tonight, obviously
1: though. uh for all you listening out there uh I I am doing a bracket pool on ESPN tournament challenge, free app in the app store. All you got to do, you you just create your entry and you, all you have to do is you go to the plus button underneath. When you create your bracket as I'm on the app right now, Uh, you search in and I put it as Dylan's 2021 bracket pool. All you got to do is hit enter. Uh, There is a password. Uh, If you do want to join the group though, do uh, let me know, text me or whatever. And we'll get you in. Uh, just, you know, some bragging rights with friends yeah. and others. Uh, I have done two brackets already. Uh, one real, one upset. Yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely going to be a tournament this year. Uh, I got Gonzaga winning it at all, though. I'm, I'm I'm running with the Zags. Uh, I do have some uh, friendly competition with some of my friends uh, that are Michigan fans. I've been talking uh, crap about Gonzaga all year, thinking that I'm telling them they're going to beat Michigan. And. Oh, Gonzaga hasn't played anybody, and yeah, yeah. So I just want Gonzaga to win, just to shut him up.
0: Hey, it's possible. No, nah, man. You never, you never March Madness. Know is, March Madness. Oh, Madness. I, after that's, ha- that's not that's having it last year,
1: this is the most excited I've been for March Madness in a long time. Yes, I did. I took. I know you took, I took off days, days off of work to, uh, to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got I gotta, to I gotta go you extra hard because we didn't have it last oh. year.
0: Swear, you gotta, you gotta really uh, sell out for it. But um, I think like you said, that's gonna wrap it up. All right, I will make sure you to do send my me your final. Tonight. I want to see your final four. Um, for any of you listeners who want to join in,
1: I'll you have to, you going, have to screenshot uh, it and uh, send you me your final, final four. Final four. I want to see it before before it gets locked you. and goes live. I got. You. That's the best part, though. It's like right before yeah. the first game starts, when everybody's bracket locks. So I just like to look at them just to see, you know, what kind of crazy upsets people made. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> one of my friends, he sent. He sent me a bracket. I'm gonna go.
0: I'm
1: gonna. He I'm gonna said, make a bracket friend, where I do uh, all of my the friends. Underdogs. He sent me a bracket, and there's nine Big Ten teams in the tournament this year. And he sent me where his elite eight was all Big Ten teams. Yeah. I was like, wow. If that happens, that would oh, be insane. Wow. But yeah, yeah, yeah the Big Ten the has nine teams in, and they haven't won a championship of the conference in a long time, so. Hopefully we can break the streak this year. I'm not saying wow. it's going to be the Spartans. Uh, unfortunately had a little bit of a rough season. We we did sneak into the tournament, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe the yeah, maybe maybe a time for the uh, rivals from Ann Arbor. Maybe, maybe this is going to be their year. They've fallen short. I think they made like three championship games in the last six years or eight years or something. Never got the job done though, but uh, that's going to wow. wrap it up for uh, episode 47. Cause we got a little off track there at the end. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the content as much as we enjoy making it. Uh just don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Uh what do you th- what we got going on next week, Al? You want to tell the people?
0: I mean, you know, we're we're going to kind of play by ear with in terms of, you know, free agency and stuff like that like we mentioned maybe uh an emergency pod depending on if there's any big moves or trades. Um but episode 48. We are now 5 um away from a year Next week, and that's just something I'm excited for. Um, we have a couple things to be determined, like I mentioned, free agency talks. But um, listeners, if you want to hit us up, let us know any topics you want us to talk about. We'll definitely look into it. And then we're doing our top five linebackers from the class. We are talking you know,
1: about my favorite um, player, Michael that and then hoping to see him in Honolulu, blue. Michael next Parsons, year.
0: hopefully, Lions pick him up. <laughs> hopefully, I mean, we just lost Jared <laughs> Davis. The, the Jets. <laughs> Um not really sad the about the Jets. It, why? Not sad about it at all.
1: We're from one crappy organization. Jets, I don't to know. Another. <laughs> That's where
0: careers die. I it just doesn't make sense. Um, he's not a very good player though. I think I had a lot more promise in him than he ever showed. Um, but like like dill mentioned, we got a little off track closing out the episode. We're um we're five away. So next week's episode forty eight, and we're getting pretty close to a year now. Um, as we are going to be getting into draft talk, and I think that's what we opened with.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, winners, winners and losers. Uh, I believe it was episode and, one.
0: And and yeah, and I we're really close to that point in the NFL season, which is something. Um, I never, know, like Hard it, to it seems like it went fast, but you take a look back at how far we've come with the pod, you know, and then you think, wow, as as fast as it feels to now be starting the next season. Definitely. We've, our lives have really changed. I think definitely, maybe in the next coming weeks, too, maybe, I'd like yeah. to almost do a self reflective segment on, you know, I think the year anniversary for us should ha- en- entitle a segment where we kind of look back at how much our lives have changed, how much we've yeah. changed, how much yeah. maybe even the NFL's changed with COVID. Um, and I think that'll probably be what we do for our one year uh anniversary that being said guys take care continue to stay safe and um we hope again that you're enjoying this content